Hello, and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Michelle McKenzie, and I'm a principal analyst in our research division. And I'm here with Tom Rebeck, who is a partner for research, to talk about the threats to the MVNO IoT business model. And this is based on an article that's on our website. And there's a link to this article and our other research on IoT disruptors in the notes for this po podcast. Uh, so, Tom, um, can you start with the IoT MVNO model? What was the what was the model? So, yeah, thanks. The, the model's fairly simple. These IoT MVNOs, and sometimes we call them disruptors or MVNOs, um, so they'll just buy connectivity wholesale from a mobile operator. Um, and that, that gives a there's margin there so they can compete on price. They can offer a, a competitive price on, on connectivity. And then on top of the basic connectivity, they'll add extra value. So a lot of that value is around pre and post sale support. So for a lot of companies buying IoT connectivity, particularly the first time, can be quite confusing. Um, there's a range of different SIMs and there's different coverage offers, um, different quality and so on. So they'll offer a bit more support um, than they might otherwise otherwise get. So in and they also the other point, I guess, is to say that they they typically target relatively small customers. So it may be customers who want a few hundred or a few thousand SIMs. So to an extent, they are complementary to the MNOs, um, so that they will compete, particularly on the on the larger contracts. But for the smaller contracts, that there is a a level of complementarity between what the MVNOs and, and, and MNOs are, are, are doing. So they may be addressing. Um, customers that the MNOs don't want to address themselves, or that the MNOs don't want to—they don't want to deal with this extra sort of extra level of support—and um, that's what the M MVNOs can do. I mean, it can be a slightly uneven, uh, uneasy relationship between between them at, at times, particularly at the higher levels. But yeah, there's a sort of complementarity between between them and the MNOs. Okay. Um, and how is the price advantage under threat? So yeah, so so as I said before, they would typically buy wholesale. There's quite a decent margin that they could they could offer, um, and so they could be competitive on price. That's coming under threat from a couple of a couple of angles. First is just just the overall price of of IoT connectivity is falling very very quickly. There's always been something of a, a premium for IoT connectivity over smartphone connectivity. Um, and that's coming down very rapidly. It's hard to say exactly how quickly, but we think it might be coming down as much as 30-40% a year in some cases. Mm -hmm. So that that price advantage or, or, or the, the the difference between what the MVNOs could offer and what the MNOs were, were willing to offer has has diminished quite a lot. So there's the there's that price advantage as going. The the other problem for some of the MVNOs is how they source connectivity. So I said before they buy wholesale. Often that's from domestic operators, and that hasn't really changed. But quite often they're buying it through a, a more complicated route, and they'll be buying it not from a domestic operator directly, but they'll be buying it from an international operator that has an agreement with the domestic operator, and, and that's how the MVNOs are buying the connectivity, and they can get it cheaper than buying it directly. Now, those deals are under threat. Um, the domestic operators aren't allowing those those deals. That, that that sort of price advantage that the international operators could get through their roaming agreements, they're they're, they're stopping that. Um, so it's it's basically becoming harder for those IoT MVNOs to access cheap wholesale deals, um, and that's I think having an impact on on their price advantage. Yes, yeah, of course. And the the service advantage, how is that coming under threat? So as I said a, a minute ago, it it has been. I mean, and it still can be very complicated to buy IoT connectivity. It's much more complicated than just buying smartphone connectivity. But some of the buyers 
um, they've been buying it for a number of years now. They are much, uh, much more savvy. They know what they're doing. Um, they don't necessarily need the kind of consultative sales model that IoT MBNOs can offer. They, they, they're quite happy with dealing with the tariffs th- th- themselves. Um, and so there's been a gap in the in, in the market for simpler ways of buying connectivity that's been plugged by um, MVNOs like Once. So Once is selling a, a very simple tariff on its sim on, on it on its website. It will offer some of the pre pre and post pro sales support that some of the other MVNOs offer. Um, but it's re- the real aim of of Once is to be self service, and so developers can go onto their website, they can buy a few hundred sims, um, and it's it's very easy and it's very simple. And that model has been very successful. So in its first two years of operation, they sold more than five million connections. That's more, I think that's more than any other MVNO has has done, at least organically. And it's more than quite a lot of the big, big MNOs. So we think it's in, in its first two years, once sold more Sims than than Orange. So there's a, re- a real demand for this, this very simple uh, sales motion where you're just going to, to a website um, and you're not necessarily paying for the extra support. And you don't necessarily need the extra support that these MBNOs are, are offering. Okay. Uh, and um, what can the MVNOs do about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, first of all, it, it's clearly a very d- dynamic market, and things things are changing. One of the options that they've got is to to copy the the once model and to go down that self service route. We've seen some some operators try to do that. Um, now, clearly, the more scale you've got, the better it is, because then you can um, spread spread your costs across a, a larger base. You're also in a stronger position to negotiate better capacity deals for, from from the MNOs. So that's one route is to to, to compete on that self service model and, and not to offer or not not to major on all of the extra support elements. The other alternative is to move beyond connectivity and look more into a vertical market. So we've talked before about Core Wireless, they're taking that approach. So they're focusing on healthcare. They said in their in the documents around their, their recent listing that they're planning to re- to generate $300 million of revenue from healthcare by 2025 in, in part through through acquisition. So that sort of vertical specialist um, route can be an, another way to go. Um, though clearly, as we've seen from the MNOs, it, it, it can be very difficult. It can be quite expensive. It can take quite a long time. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's quite challenging to become a vertical market specialist, but that is one route that's open to them. Um, and then finally, there is still going to be a, a set of customers who do need um, extra support. They do have complex requirements, particularly around things like quality, but it could be around security or hardware or hardware integration or, or other things. So they, the, there is a market for for these customers who the self-service option isn't going to be what they need because they have more bespoke requirements. Um, they may be too small to really be, to be targeted by the MNOs. Um, but they still need that that extra level of support, and that could be the extra the market that MVNOs go for. Okay, thanks, Tom. Um, so there is plenty more content on IoT and the connectivity disruptors on the Analysis Mason website. And to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.